Fuck what they talk about. I've been getting my cake and running wild since a little child. Yeah. Getting it every day, I'm working sun up till the sun down. Yeah. I'm getting it every day, these niggas hating, trying to see how I do this shit. Bitch, I'm not new. What's up, guys? This is Jake Carlisle, and welcome to the Capital Gains Podcast, where we share our experiences on how to flip and invest in real estate, the stock market, and all things fitness. Join us as we dive deep into the world of self-development and get ready to make some capital gains. All right, guys, I uh, have a really special guest today. One of my best friends from high school, still still one of my best friends, but uh, we met in high school and uh, I guess formed a bond and track and CrossFit. His name is Dylan Heritage and he is a D1 uh, track star at UTSA. Super fast, at least uh, in my eyes, fastest guy I know. And, um, but I'm very grateful to have, have him on the podcast today. So what's up, Dylan? What's up, man? I really do appreciate you having me on today. I mean, it doesn't mean a lot. And I, there is a lot more faster people than me out there. <laughs> and that's something you realize going from high school track to college track. But I do appreciate the little compliment. It does make me feel a little, you know, achieved, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So give, give them a little insight on what you do at UTSA. What, what do you run and what's your specialty? So... I I kind of want to start a little bit farther back, actually. Um, so I've been running tracks since about seventh grade, and I really I was good in seventh grade. Like I found my love, which was the four hundred meters. And pretty, if you don't know what that is, that's pretty much one lap around the track. And I was you know I was winning every now and then. And I moved up to eighth grade, and I was like, you know, this this is kind of cool. Like winning and that that winning feeling it feels really good. So what I did is I kept running and I kept, I actually didn't lose a race in eighth grade. I was like, you know what? I'm going to come to Olympic. <laughs> and then, you know, high school hit and I got on varsity and I'll never forget the first meet where I just got left in the dust. And I was like, there's some fast people out there. It's not just me in this world. You know, <laughs> I feel like everybody has a humbling moment in any, everything they do. And my, my moment in life was the track my freshman year when I was like 14, 15 years old. So I really, you know, I did track it. I did it for fun at that point, not to be an Olympic until like my junior year when I actually decided like, I, you know, I really don't really have that love for track anymore. And, you know, I kind of fell off, but then I felt, I met Jake around my junior year of high school and he was doing CrossFit at the time. And I was like, yeah, that dude, didn't you go to the CrossFit games? That so I was like, I mean, like when he was like 14, 15, and I was like, yeah, he's pretty cool. And then, you know, we got close, but he wanted to get the CrossFit games that year he was telling me about that year and I was like you know let me try to pursue something else so I trained with Jake for you know that whole the whole cycle between that second stage of him making it CrossFit games and that really changed my perspective on what it takes to get to a high level and you know when we got there I'm, I'm sure you remember this Jake but you had that second workout that literally you had to do like you're like you had to do incredible in and I remember watching you and you killed it and you, you made it and I was like wow that's what it takes to get to that next level so it's crazy because that next year in track I found my love again and I started pursuing track and you know I started winning and from there I was like this is this is fun now like you know it took me to see somebody else winning to start having that perception on winning and track again which was pretty awesome i mean so it's a perspective that i will ever forever hold on to yeah and, 
And now I'm currently like, you know, I'm at UTSA still running track and I'm, you know, I'm still getting humbled. <laughs> like there's incredible talent out here. And I mean, it's just awesome atmosphere to be in though. This around these crazy fast people that, you know, could represent our country one day. I know we have a recruit coming in from Canada. He runs like literally like 46 seconds in the 400. And obviously he's going to be representing them one day. So, I mean, it's just awesome. I'm going to be able to train with people like that. They're like at the highest level that you can be at in, in the world. So it's pretty awesome to be here and, you know, have that uh, foundation for me in life in my business career, and, you know, things of that nature. Yep. It's pretty, it's pretty awesome when you start aligning yourself with, with winners or people who are at a higher level than you. Um, it's all, it's, you can only really go up because you're just kind of, you kind of gravitate towards that, uh, that level. Uh, and you know, yours wasn't CrossFit. Like I, I can't go out and run a 50 second 400 like you can. Um, but you know, uh, you saw me, you saw me compete and, and really I was just trying to have fun. Obviously I was, you know, I knew what were, what was at stake. Um, but I also loved it. And so it was easier to love it and be good at it than force myself to be good at it and not love it. Right. And I think that's, that's what you were struggling with for a while on track. You were just like, Hey man, like what, what is even the point of this? Like, like, I know I'm fast, but like, what's the point, right? Like just, just my ego, right. Am I just trying to win just to be better than you? Um, but then you kind of, I think, tapped into a different, different uh, mindset and you realized you had more potential than you had. Um, and you were like, hey, like, you know, th this is about winning and, and fulfilling my highest potential, not just because I'm fast, but just because I want to be the best I can be. And uh, now you stopped comparing yourself to other people and you started comparing yourself to your times, right? And I don't know how many times you PR'd senior year, but I bet it was a, I bet it was a lot. Oh uh, God, yeah, dude, it was, <laughs> it was a ride. I mean, I literally went from running for twenty four second two hundred to running twenty one seven. I mean, three seconds in a two hundred is insane. Yeah, and same for the four hundred. I cut like five seconds off my four hundred, which, I mean, that's just hard work and seeing the end goal. Like we always, you always mentioned seeing the end goal. But you got to take those everyday steps to get there. And that's what I did. I came to practice and I was consistent. And that's how I got there. So that's just like everything in life. Yeah. Really important lesson. I don't even know if you even, in junior year, I don't even know if you were thinking about going to college. I mean, yeah, you were, you were just kind of like, oh, that'd be nice. But I think senior year, you really were like, this is like legit. Like, like I could, I'm, I'm that caliber. Um, if I'm not mistaken, did, did you go to state in the four by one? Uh, senior year where, where did y'all go how far did y'all get or the four by four we got to <laughs> do we were in the hardest region we were running with like matt bowling and you know all the crazy people that you hear about these days so we got to region and we got two finals in the region we got placed i think fifth in both the four by four and four by four by one and i you know at that point the 200 was a good like i was hitting my good times but that competition at that point the 200 was like you know i could really help the team a lot more than help myself so at that right. point I chose to run the four by two instead of the 200 open 200 so right. we got I think we got like fourth in that we were really close to the four by two at that point which was you know it was, it was crucial but I mean we I learned a lot from being there with being with high level people the same age as me which is really important right so really cool yep yeah you definitely you definitely learn a lot from from adults but honestly like 
You know, you, you need to put yourself around adults that are higher, higher achievers just because, you know, they've been through it and they, they can teach you, but it's, there's really nothing like being next to people who are your age, who are just as good, if not better than you are in your respective profession um, or sport or whatever it is. Um, you know, and, and a good example for me now, you know, I'm not, I'm not CrossFit anymore. Um, you know, I, I probably could have, and, and, and could have kept going and, and gotten better. Um, and the guys that did are, are at the top of the ranks now. I mean, like Dallin Pepper, who uh, I'll have on the podcast here soon. Um, he literally got fifth in a sanctional or the last chance qualifier, or sorry, sixth in the last chance qualifier this past year and the top five go. So he missed it by one place and dude's 19. Like this year, he's going to make the games and probably dominate because he's built such a great foundation and he's getting so much better. And, uh, but now like I just go to the gym, uh, but I still kind of lift with that same competitiveness and like drive where I want to be the best I can be. It's not really, Oh, I'm trying to be the best in the world. Um, but like, for example, my buddy, Jared, uh, super strong. I mean, lives a perfect lifestyle for lifting. And, um, you know, me and him just kind of, we, he's got a great deadlift. I've got a great squat. And then his bench is now a little bit higher than mine, but, uh, but we just kind of go back and forth on all those things. And, you know, we push each other just because number one, it's just competition. But number two, you know, if, if he pushes me and I push him, we both get better and that's the end goal. So it's really find, good to surround yourself with people like that. Yeah, exactly. You got to find those people that you need to push you every day. Cause if you are by yourself, let's say you're in the cave by yourself, how do you expect to find your way out of the cave when you don't have nobody to help you find a way out? Yep. And that's and, and you, something you I always thought about. You will find your way out of the cave, but it'll take a lot longer. Mm-hmm. You know, like if, if I go, if I go get a mentor or a friend or something, who's going to help me, you know, do this real estate or, or go work out or this or that, like, I'm going to get there in half the time than I did than, than I would, uh, going at it alone. So, exactly. So, but, um, but, I kind of want to discuss like how, all right, go ahead. Yeah. yeah I was going to ask you that. Um, I, I kind of want to ask you Dylan, how, uh, I, I guess that really changed your mindset, uh, when you start training with me and getting better in senior year. But I think what really was the, the really perspective shift for you um, going into college and going from DBU to UTSA and then seeing what I've been doing. Um, what was the really big change that, that happened there? So I'm sure you remember this. I remember exactly the day this happened, but it was on like April 3rd of 2020, 2021. And I was kind of, I woke up that day with a different view on life. I was like, what am I, what am I doing to like chase my goals? You know, like I'm kind of just going through college like a normal student and just taking the classes and just, you know, getting them done, making good grades. But like, what, what am I wanting to do? Like classes can't be there forever. So I saw that you were um, doing, you know, your real estate. And I just knew that you had a drive in business. And that's kind of what I was feeling at the time. I was like, I can, I've always knew I could start something knew I wanted to start something, but I needed somebody else to tell me that it's possible. So what I did, I remember calling you on that day and asking you like what I was feeling and you knew exactly what I was feeling. It's like, you pretty much had empathy for me at that point. 
Yeah. Like you've been in my boots and you're like, yeah, this, I was tired of being in that hole when I started, you know, creating that ladder to get out. And that's what I wanted to do for myself. And he told me to do that 75 hard program, which to me, to, I'm still doing it today. I'm actually started phase one yesterday and I'll talk a little bit more about that in a little bit, but you told me to start doing that. And I was like, this is probably what I need. And I did, you know, obviously I did a little bit more research and there is a lot of skeptics on skeptics on 75 hard, but I just feel like those people are not seeing the bigger picture, but that program has changed my life. And without that program, I would still be lost and not be, you know, at the, I haven't, I wouldn't have developed the mindset I have today with track, with, uh, school, with outside school stuff, like, like business and real estate, I'm still doing research on that and still learning every day. So pretty much every, my whole life has changed since that day on April 3rd, 2021, which was a really cool feeling for me to keep like saying to myself. And weren't, but, um, you, weren't you like driving in your truck, like on the way home or, or you were going somewhere um, and you yeah, just I was actually, called me. <laughs> yeah. I, got, I was sick. I was sick of it. You know, like I was thinking so hard. I remember not even listening to music in my truck, no aux, nothing, just sitting there thinking, I was like, what am I doing? Like what keeps me going every day? And nothing was there. Nothing. I could not fill in that blank. And at that point I was like, I need to figure out, I need to answer this. So I need to fill in that blank. And that's when I called you and I was like, what is, what am I feeling? And you had the empathy, like I said before which was really important. And you, you know, you showed me the right path, which a good mentor is meant to do. They show, they show the path to people and you showed me that path to 75 hard and just, you know, continually getting better every day. And that's what I, I've been doing. And it's pretty much changed my whole life. I mean, it's, it's an amazing feeling. I wish everybody could just try it, but it yeah. doesn't take a lot of will. It does take a lot of will and a lot of, you know, wanting that change to make it happen. So Yep. You, uh, you kind of just, um, for 75 hard, I think some people, um, you know, you go into it and it's 75 days. And, and I think some people think of it as a, oh, I'll just do this for 75 days and I'll go back to what I was doing before. Um, you know, for some of us and, and 75 hard isn't for, isn't for everybody. Um, I think, I think some, most people, most people can't do it. Right. I just think most people can't um, just because it's meant it's really mentally grueling. I mean, you can make it as hard as you want physically or as easy as you want physically, but it's mentally grueling. And the reason why, like I, I told you to do it is because I think 75 hard because it's free and because it just takes your willpower to do it. Um, all it is is an opportunity to get better. It's not it's not necessarily going to make make you better just because it is what it is. Like you can go into 75 hard and you can do a walk every day for 45 minutes a day and you'll see some results or you can go to the gym and, and, and jack around and go walk. Like you could do it quote unquote, but, uh, there's, there's only like a few people who really, really actually have done it that I know personally, um, and done it right. Um, yeah. it, you know, the, this past February, I think, February, March to February, February 15th to, I don't know, April 15th or something, something, 75 days, uh, we did a huge group 75 hard and, uh, you know, you, you can really tell who does it right and who doesn't. Um, 
and and there is such a thing, right? Because I think if you go into it and just go through the motions, just like anything else, you're not going to get the results. And oh. I think for Dylan, he really figured out, hey, this is a huge opportunity for me to level up. And, uh, you know, it sounds cliche and, and corny, but like for like a 19, 20 year old, this is probably the best thing you could ever do. Like, even if you're not perfect and you don't get super obsessed, drink the Kool-Aid, if you just do that, it'll set you up for success for the rest of your life. Just by reading the books, doing the workouts, drinking your water, like yeah. it'll level you up in every single area of your life. Building those habits to achieve greater things. That's pretty much what that program does. That's it's it's a amazing amazing sequence of events you have to do every day to you know reach that high potential that everybody has yeah. i feel like everybody does have it it's just them having that drive to get it and that's yeah. pretty much everything in life too i mean it's not just this program i mean it's people building businesses people you know doing real estate people i mean creating colleges and communities i mean it's pretty much people that have that build those habits every day to achieve their dreams i mean that's pretty much what it is and like that like you said earlier that does sound cliche but that's it's so easy to understand once you get to that you know that mindset that you if you work hard you get it I mean, like it's that easy yep i mean you just gotta incorporate the right things yep i think yeah. the biggest thing for me uh because like i like i said i went to the crossfit games twice and i was used to working out four or five hours a day like that was no biggie for me and so like whenever i started working out twice a day really wasn't that hard like my mental was fine like it was it, it was what it was now my i was physically hard because i was overweight and you know um out of shape but mentally you know it was easy because i've been doing it for the last six years i don't know um the biggest thing for me and this is probably what the biggest thing for everybody is is when they start reading books that are self-development, you don't really realize how much they influence you until you actually read them. Because in high school or junior high or middle school, whatever, we were forced to read books that were just kind of, I don't know, poems or bibliography, yep. stuff like that, where there's not really any real world application beyond school, right? Uh, but if I go read... The 12 Rules for Life by Jordan Peterson or Winning by Tim Grover um, or Principles by Ray Dalio. I'm looking at them right now. I've got 20 or 30 books sitting in front of me that I've read. Um, Leadership Strategy and Tactics by Jocko Willink. I mean, you you name them. You can go on and on. Yeah. It, it really is the secret weapon, I think, to leveling up. You know, if you did nothing, if you didn't work out, if you didn't eat right, if you didn't do any of this, I think if you just read these books – they'll level you up because you're going to end up oh, yeah. tricking your mind into working out and reading and, and uh, eating right and drinking water and living a good life because those books just kind of support the confidence and the self-belief it takes to do all this stuff. Oh yeah. Dude, those books. Yeah. Like I said earlier, I, I've never been a fan of reading books, but <laughs> ever since I picked up my first book, oh, it was Relentless by Tim Grover. Oh, obviously you've read that book. It's insane. But uh, ever since I picked up that first book, I mean, my my life has just changed, and I enjoy reading now. Like I read ten days, ten pages a day, not just because of my challenge, but because I want to gain that knowledge. Because knowledge does make, I feel like knowledge does produ produce happiness, and you could probably, you know, back that up with your uh, 
confidence also, but yeah. that knowledge does produce happiness. And that's something that I wish I could, I, I tell, I tell all my friends now, like just to read, you know, a couple pages a day and like they, none of them have tried. <laughs> I wish they would, but once they do try, I know I'll see that them change for the better. Cause that's just something that, that just makes you happy to be able to know that you learned something that like today, yep. just little, little things like that. Yeah. I, I think it just, cool. I think it just makes you a better human being, you know, overall, like if you can yeah. go read 12 rules for life and beyond order and, um, one of the best ones I've ever read in my whole life was a uh, Ed Milet had a, a guest on. Uh, her name is Susan David. She's a PhD. She has a book called Emotional Emotional Agility. It's one of my favorite books ever, and it you know it's very um, it's not not a masculine book at all, uh, but it just made me it taught me to learn how to control my emotions in all facets of life um, because everybody literally everybody is controlled by their emotions. They don't control their emotions, okay? There's a big difference. Their emotions control them, when in reality, we need to be in control of our emotions because all our emotions are, are the thoughts that are in our head um, and the only thing that's true is the stuff you believe. And so if you're telling yourself, oh, I don't deserve this, oh, I'm not good enough, oh, you know, I'm not fast enough or pretty enough, you're right. You're reinforcing yeah. that in your mind. But if you start flipping that script around and controlling what you say to yourself, which is what 75 Hard will help through these books, um, you'll begin to gain the confidence like Dylan's saying. Yeah. And like, <clears throat> I'm actually reading a book right now. It's called Retire Young, Retire Rich by uh, Robert Kiyosaki. And he talks about how words pretty much make your reality. So it's pretty much like he, you mentioned, like you, everything you tell yourself is reality. And that's going to, that's that's something that you can't replace without replacing the words. So I feel word like it's that just like we've been talking about for like the past five minutes, like how important books are. Little things like that, how words are so powerful to the human human mind. Like I've started changing the words in my life, and I've already seen progress in the last you know five ten days of my life. Which it sounds it sounds fake, but it's insane. Like how those little lessons can really change your life and that's something i feel like everybody should want to do like yep. you know take a part in that yep and <clears throat> this will be a little more controversial but everybody i know everybody has seen jake paul and follows jake paul and has watched him fight um he posted a picture on instagram the other day it was a couple weeks ago or something like that but he posted a picture of his his uh restroom and it was the huge mirror that, you know, millionaires have in their restroom or whatever. And all over the mirror, he had, he had pieces of paper with words written on them. And the words were, I will be the highest paid boxer in the world. Or, oh no, sorry, it's not, he didn't say I will. He said, I am the highest paid boxer in the world. Or I am um, the highest grossing um, YouTuber in the world. Or I am the most dominant boxer in the world, something like that. It was all affirmations that he told himself or saw or just read subconsciously every single morning when he woke up. And now he's on his way to being one of the highest paid boxers ever. And he's literally just done it from uh, really just publicity, but uh, yeah. making a brand for himself. And whether, whether he's a jackass or not, dude's filthy rich and you know now he's undefeated whether you like him or not you know um 
you know, I wasn't a huge fan at the beginning, but you know, that's why, you know, when you're doing stuff, that's not, uh, the norm, you're going to get haters no matter what you're doing. It doesn't matter. Um, you know, I'd rather rather have millions like him and be hated than, than, uh, and, and most people love him. Like I'm like the people who actually know him, I think, uh, like Andy, I think Andy said a few, a couple of times that Jake is actually a very, very, um, I don't want to say humble, um, a very, very kind person, uh, yeah. and, and giving, uh, I don't think he's very humble because he actually has an insane amount of confidence and he knows <laughs> he's the shit. Right. Yeah. But, um, it just goes to show you that, you know, the winners don't hate on the winners. Only the, only the cheap seats are the, are the big critics. Yep. Losers will always hate because they they think about how they how did they get there? They got lucky, and it's not it's none of that. It's not luck. It's it's nothing. It's them wanting chasing something, having that drive when they wake up every morning to chase their dreams, and that's something that a lot of people lack. And you know they just get up every day, go through the motions, go to bed, and that's I feel like that's just you know they're gonna see that in their later later lives that you know maybe they should have tried something, read a book, done little things, installed little habits. So that's why 75 hard is such a good program. Yep. I, uh, like every morning, not, not every morning, cause I'm not perfect, but most mornings I wake up at 5 AM and I go read my book and do some cardio and, uh, do a, and do a sauna session. And I'll tell you what, every single morning, every single one, my alarm goes off. I wake up and I'm like, man, really don't want to wake up. Well, then I wake up anyway, I get out of bed, turn my alarm off. I walk in the bathroom, brush my teeth or do whatever I need to do. By the time I'm done doing that, I'm awake and I'm like, oh, okay, now let me go read my book. And then once I read my book, then my mind's going, then I get my caffeine, then I'm on my way to the gym, playing my music. And then, and then, you know, it just action breeds the motivation. Like I was not motivated to get out of bed, right? Like if you say you love to get, I mean, some people may like quote unquote, like to get out of bed at 5 AM. Um, if they go to bed early enough, that, I, I should say that if, when I do go to bed early enough, it does feel good to wake up, but I truly do not, I could sleep until 10 AM every morning. I really could. Like, I'm just, I'm just lazy and, but I make myself disciplined. Um, and I wake up, but then I feel so much better after I've gone to the gym and, uh, and it's just, it's really, it's really crazy because if I stay up till, or sorry, if I sleep till 10 and I'm rushed to get everything done throughout the day, I feel like crap. I'm stressed and, and nothing works. Yep. And if I wake up at five, suck for five minutes and the rest of the day is perfect. Um, oh, yeah. It's just, it's just crazy how it works. It's good when you get comfortable in the uncomfortable. That's when you start seeing that jump in progress and you start seeing the happiness start to, you know, sculpt, you start sculpting the happiness when you put yourself through the uncomfortable every day and you see yourself come out winning. So that's really important. That's a really important lesson for y'all is that when you put yourself through the uncomfortable and you get through that day, it, you're going to feel a tremendous amount of happiness and pride in that. And doing that every day, you're going to start racking it up. And then you're going to start getting to the point where, what can I do even more? You know, what, what can I do? to achieve even higher happiness and happy and higher greatness. And that's when you start, that's when you know you made it. That's when you know that you got something going. You got to keep that ball rolling. You got to keep it going. Yep. When you have momentum like that, it's, you're unstoppable because, 
you know, when I, I don't put myself in a position to, I, I try to say, I don't put myself in a position to fail. Um, but <clears throat> like every day I, I do my power list and I have a couple of things I, I need to do that day. And, uh, if I wake up at five <clears throat> and I get my sauna session in and do all my stuff during the day and I'm usually done by five or six. And, uh, once, once that's done, um, I'm confident that I did what I need to do that day to get better. And then I am, I feel, I just feel at peace more or less. Um, because if I don't get everything I need to do during the day, I just don't feel at peace. I just kind of feel like I let myself down and I didn't yep. keep the promises to myself. Uh, cause if I write it down, it, I'm telling my mind, I'm going to do it. And if I don't do it, then I don't, I let myself down, you know? Yep. Um, and it's just super simple as, as it's as simple as keeping the promises you say to yourself, I think. Nope. And that obviously that'll set you up for your future pretty much. I mean, writing the difference between running an L for loss and running a W for win, that's a huge, huge accumulation there. I mean, it's huge, but, um, like yesterday, like for phase one, like I started, like I said, I started yesterday and my thing is, so I do track, like, obviously I do track and I pretty much do. So pretty much my outdoor workouts pretty much taken care of because I run outside every day, right. but to, so I have a weight session with track three days, three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And that's after, it's like literally after track. So two hours or like one or two hours after the track. But on our program, it says you can't work out, you know, you have to split your workouts between, I think, three to four hours. Right. Correct me if I'm wrong. Right. You're but right. I think it's three to four hours. So an easy way for me, like if I was taking the easy route, I would say, hey, you know, that workout's, you know, maybe two hours away. You know, it, it still counts, right? But that's where um, if I did that, I wouldn't feel, I wouldn't be here today because I would, it's not following the rules. It's not following what the foundation is in the program. So what did I do? What do I do to, you know, fill in that foundation to get my second workout? I go in the mornings at 5.30 a.m. and go to the recreational. And I do, you know, I do something that like makes me happy. And that's like, I guess kind of bodybuilding. I kind of focus on an area in the gym and I, you know, get that pump in. And I, doing that instead of taking the easy route of just doing the second weight session, you know, after track, is it's very crucial to my life right now because I know that I'm doing the program right, even right. though it's the hardest thing. Like I woke up this morning, you know, to do day two, and it was probably the hardest morning like for me to wake up. Even I still got like seven hours of sleep, which you know that's still pretty good. But my body is you know tired from three workouts. I mean, some people came and do one workout a day, and I did three, and I had to tell myself, you know, there's a bigger purpose to what I'm doing. So what did I, what did I do? I got up, went to the gym, I did my workout. And now, you know, it's almost, I go, I do my second workout at 12 today. I do another track workout. So I have something to look forward to. And I know after that track workout that I've done pretty much everything I need to do that day in that section of the, to get to where, to where I want to be. Right. So really cool. Yep. That's, that's really good because so that's a really cool thing. Because most people, um, like you, you basically did three workouts and, and, uh, most people would just be like, oh, you know, the, the track workout into the strength is, is good enough. 
Um, but I think I think this is the way Andy was wanting it to be done um, with with zero compromise, right? Like if you yeah. and and you're probably I would say you're probably one of the only ones in the country that is a D one athlete that's doing this. Um, to be honest, with oh you. yeah, probably most. Yep. So <laughs> that's pretty impressive already. Um, but to do it right is even more impressive. Like I don't even have to. I don't even have to work out three times. Like I work out twice. I get my stuff done, you know, whatever. Um, and uh, it's just it's just pretty cool to see somebody else that, um, you know, realizes the importance of it and does it right and doesn't just shortcut it, right? Um, I just I just think the shortcuts and the, the stuff that makes it easy. It's, it's so easy to just make stuff easy for yourself. Um, and if you just don't make it easy for yourself, um, you'll be in, you'll be so surprised at how far ahead you are everybody else oh 100% I mean literally like that's what we you just mentioned shortcutting things in your life so let's just say I did count that second workout you know or the you know the track workout and my weight session after track let's just say I counted those as my workouts for the day technically I would be shortcutting right and people some people would be like you know it's it's okay to let it slide but that's shortcutting something that is not supposed to be shortcut just like in business you're not going to start a business and make a million dollars, right? You're going to start at the bottom and you're going to have to do all the hard shit that everybody had to do to get to, you know, right. that high level. You're not going to, you're not going to jump in one day from, you know, do you want, I mean, literally seventh grade track athlete to Olympic. I mean, you have to put yourself through trials. You have to find, you have to make errors. You have to approve yourself. And if you think that you taking that shortcut is going to get you there, it's not. And a little funny thing is, I'm sure you watch a lot of business stuff on uh, YouTube, right? And I don't know about you, but I get a lot of ads about, you know, people making thousands of dollars and stuff like that. And literally like a like couple days or a month and yep. all that crap. It's, it's, it's gotten to the point where laziness has ado adopted our society so much that people are, are making money off of other people thinking how making them think how easy it is. And it's not like that. It's, <laughs> it's kind of funny. Cause I mean, it's just something that I'd never thought would happen, but I mean, it's here and people are profiting from it. And those people are smart for thinking about that for taking advantage of people that don't have that mindset to get there. They don't know how to get there, which is something that should be incorporated in schools and should be incorporated, but with our parents, parents should know how, what to do to get their kids there. I mean, there's so many variables there. So I would, I hope, I want to be, uh, my, my uh, goal in life now that I've been researching and learning is I want to incorporate the business or the model to get you to that, you know, that next step. And for me to do that, I have, I have to put that in my life. So I have to build something. I have to go through those trials. I have to learn trial and error. I have to do it. So taking that shortcut, like I mentioned at the very beginning, it's not profitable. It will never get me there. So that's just a really strong message from me on like what I'm doing right now. And it really shows how um, motivated I am to get there because I really want to install this in our system because it's lacking right now and really should be there for all of us, but it's not. So. Yep. It's, uh, it's pretty crazy. I, uh, I got asked the other day, uh, I think it was on my podcast, why do I need to invest early? I got a text uh, and it was like, 
Hey, that's some really great information. Um, where'd you learn it? Did you learn it from uh, books or where um, did you learn it from school? And I just kind of laughed because like um, everything that I've learned, well, quote unquote, learned in school, um, I really already know the basics of. And so I honestly haven't learned a bunch about school that's been practical to what I'm doing. Um, and I told her, I, like literally I've learned everything from books and Instagram and YouTube. And that's not even a joke. Um, I learned everything I know from Rich Dad, Poor Dad and Bigger Pockets podcast and um, why we want you to be rich or how the, how the rich get richer or something like that. Those books, like literally everything I learned is from those. And, and I think those books are literally probably worth more uh, than what I'm learning right now in Agriculture Economics 217, where I learned how to maximize the profit of a farmer, right? Like, you know, if, if you're going to go be in the ag industry and, and do that, I guess it makes sense. But like, you know, who realistically, I don't know nobody who wants to be in the ag industry like that. I guess there's people, I just don't associate myself with them, but, um, whatever, whatever, you know, it, it just, it's just pretty crazy that if you, if you go find or look, look for what you want to learn, you can find it and it's free, literally free. Like yep. I pay, I not, I have to pay 480 bucks on this on this November 6th AM um for my tuition this this semester and it's just like man like great for, great for networking I guess but other than that my 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 class <laughs> is just kind of you know or whatever you know just kind of getting yeah. but yeah. I'm kind of in your same boots now like I said before I was like you know classes are meant to be and all that jazz but now I'm to the point I'm like what am I doing in these classes? <laughs> like, I remember I literally have to sign up for, uh, you know, next uh, spring to work around my schedule and track. And I literally told her, I was like, I'm, I want to switch my major and I want to learn stuff that I will literally take out of the world. I'm not going to, I'm going to stop paying for crap that I'm not going to learn or need to learn any time in my life. Cause that's literally what I'm doing right now. And it's frustrating because I can't get out of it, but I did learn from, you know, I did learn that I want to learn that stuff that's practical in my life. So yeah, I think everybody should do that and be sure. I know I'm going to say this for all the students, but be sure that you know that you're going to use that stuff in life. Cause obviously if you, um, if you're like me, I'm pretty sure a lot of people were like me, but they just signed up for something and, you know, it's going towards a degree, which, you know, we'll get you that, you know, we'll get you that diploma, but get you get, learn something that's practical. I mean, it's so simple, but it's just a very important lesson for everybody. Learn something practical. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's kind of why, like, I, I'm a big proponent of learning through doing. Um, and I think that's why I'm, I'm a lot better at finance, like, like finance rather than I am economic theory, because through finance, it's just, you know, plug in, plug in numbers in this formula and you get a result. And that result is that result. But with economic theory, there's a bunch of different theories on when demand does this, supply does this. And when this does that, that does this. And it's just like, okay, give me something where I can plug this in and I can get a number at the, at the end and know what it's going to be and apply it practically to life. I don't want to, I don't want to like economic economics is awesome and it's needed, but, uh, I just, I just feel on my end that, um, you know, it, it needs to be practical and something that I can use in my daily life because realistically, 
how many people are going to be thinking about the supply and demand of corn and wheat when they're 40 years old, you know, with a, with a wife and kids, they're not. So um, just take something that, that you're going to use and uh, finance is one of those for me because I, that's, that's, that's the area I want to be in. Right. And I have to be proficient in it because when I take investors money, they need to know how much money they're getting back. I need to know how much money I'm making and I need to know how much money the end buyer is going to buy it for. Right. It all, it all needs to know, or when I go buy rental properties, I got to know my ROI. I got to know my uh, capital expenditures. I have to know my rent. I have to know my down payment. I have to know my cash and cash return and ROIs. There's a bunch of stuff that I have to know. And it's not theory. It's it's numbers. It's facts. It's what it is. Yep. Um, so just, just try to find something that you like that you're going to use. Oh, yeah. That's very important. That's good. So... You uh, you got anything else? What do you uh, what do you got for the day? Like I said, I got my uh, I got my track workout at twelve, <clears throat> and then right now between eleven and twelve, I'm not gonna you know I'm not gonna waste that time. Time's very valuable to me now, so I'm gonna you know do some research and learn, do the free sources that we have. Like I mentioned, like you mentioned before, literally like that. I'm gonna take my time and search on YouTube what I'm interested in, how to build a business model all the little things and I'm gonna go from there. And then, you know, I saved usually like my other half of the day for freaking get squeezed a little bit more research. <laughs> Cause that's just what I love to do. But yeah, I hope y'all, I hope y'all learned a lot from listening to Jake and I rant because it really does come from people that are, you know, in that climbing up that ladder out of the hole, which is really, really cool. Yeah, it's, it's really cool to see um, and this is why I kind of do what I do is, is I don't really, I guess now I do, I preach, you know, what to do on the podcast, but you know, realistically, I don't really tell people, Hey, this is what you should be doing. I don't go to nobody during the day on my buddies. I'm like, Hey, this is what you should be doing. If you're not doing this, you're wrong. Like I just kind of show them what I do and I show them the rewards of what I do. And I'm like, Oh, maybe that works. And maybe I should try that. And that's really how I think you should lead. I think that's the only way to lead is by example. Um, you know, sometimes you're not, sometimes you're not leading, you know, when you, you like, you don't even know if you're leading, right? Like Dylan probably has people that follow him that know, especially after this podcast that, that have no idea. And I'm going to go follow him and watch him and he'll never know. Like there's people that I, I have no idea that watch me um, that I've found out that have just been watching me this whole time. Uh, and now they want to do business or they want to know how I did it or this or that. And just, um, so there's a lot more people that, that watch you than you think. Um, and they're definitely just silent. Uh, but they're, they're watching you for a reason. And that's, that's, that's one of the biggest things that I would say, uh, they're watching you for a reason. So, so make sure you kind of, um, one of the best things I I've heard is don't ever do anything that you wouldn't do, um, what was it? I think it was like if you had if you had a, a movie camera on you, and the whole world could see what you were doing in that moment. Don't ever do anything that you wouldn't do in front of the camera, basically, right? Cool, uh, I think yeah. if you live by that, you'll be you'll be just fine. No, yeah, just take installing them habits every day. Just you know that's really good important. So if you really want to do change your life, and you're listening to this, start installing habits. Read a book. Go work out, do little things, and you'll see that progress. You will 
you will see it. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Well, um, I think we did pretty good there and, uh, we're rolling up on 50 minutes, I think. So we're up there. I think people will enjoy this one. Yeah. Thank you for having me on Jake. It really does mean a lot. Absolutely. Loved it. Thank you guys for listening to the capital gains podcast. If you got any value from this, please share it, uh, to a friend, a neighbor, anybody who you think would benefit from listening to this. And if you would, please give us a review on Apple Podcast. We would really appreciate it. Let's get ready to make some capital gains. Fuck what they talk about. I've been getting my cake and running wild since a little child. Yeah, getting it every day. I'm working sun up till the sun down. Yeah, I'm getting it every day. These niggas hating, trying to see how I do this shit. Bitch, I'm not new.